Are you listening? Damn. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Welcome to another awesome, awesome yeah. podcast with Christine Drummond. This is Boss Talks, and today we have something special for you. We want to do something that's pretty much not done on, on the highlight reels on social media and uh, out on the internet and what you see uh, a lot of in the media. Uh, but before we get to that, we've got to get to something really, really cool. We need you to pay the fee. If you find this podcast awesome and you get massive value from it, share it to someone who needs to hear it. It's the only fee. We don't charge money. We got this idea from the amazing, amazing Andy Priscilla. Now, if you go to listen to his podcast, there's a, there's a, there's a bit of a, a profanity warning. But hey, this guy gets to the, like gets it. So we don't use ads. We don't use anything like that to blow up our podcast. We don't uh, sponsor it in any way, shape, or form. We just want to get the message out. We we want to get the message of a better life and actually being the boss of your bloody life out to the people because the more people uh, that can take the reins of their life, the, the better the world's going to be. And I can tell you something that Joe Dispenza recently said on, uh, on a podcast I was listening to. He goes, we need to be people helping people. It's the only way we're going to fix this mess that the planet's in, you know, like the planet's hurting, the people are hurting. It's going to be people teaching people. You know, and, and freedom of information and not the not the media stuff where it's all dollar-based, heart-based stuff. So if this has been valuable, send it out to your friends. Share it with someone that needs to hear it. And today, that brings me to today because the people that need to hear this is, you know, I actually think, Christine, we're going to need to listen to this podcast ourselves in the future. I actually think we need to listen to all our podcasts because we, we share from experience. So, but this one is like, it's about how to get out of a funk. And, you know, uh, I think that's one of the great things about uh, being business partners with you is that, you know, you hold me to a higher standard. You, you, but then there's times that there's a funk and it's just great to have someone check in on you, someone to give you the kick in the butt when you need it, someone to know when to not kick you in the butt when it's something else, you need something else. So we're talking about funks. And if you're a listener that's in on it now, you're in, in a funk, you're going to love this podcast. And Christine, like, welcome. Thank you, Joel. And um, yes, Joel does know when I'm in a funk because I kind of go quiet on social media and he usually pops in and checks in and <laughs> says, is everything okay? So he can tell when I'm in a funk, absolutely. And it's nice to have friends like that. Um, but yeah, I've recently come out of one and... I put a message up in a, in a private group and I found that so many people around me were feeling the same way. They were feeling like they were in a funk as well. So during this podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about the science behind our moods and what puts us in these funks and how to come out of them and, and what to do if you find that you are in one. Um, for me, Joel, usually if I'm in a funk, it lasts a day or two, but this one lasted a, a, quite a while. And you just feel uninspired. And I don't know if anyone can resonate with this, any of our listeners, but for me, I was started, it started by eating the wrong foods, having stinking thinking. I was having so many disempowering thoughts. I was playing the comparison game. 
not comparison to other people, but comparison to where I have been before and where I thought I should be now. Um, and I, it started to make me feel frustrated that I wasn't where I knew I was capable of being. Um, it was also, I wasn't feeling good in my own skin and um, I wasn't doing the things that lit me up. I wasn't doing the exercise and the weights and the meditations. And I just, I wasn't doing those things that I need for me to feel like myself on a daily basis. I was watching way too much Netflix. I was trying to jam pack like three or four episodes in a night, which led to late nights trying to get the series finished only to find that there was another series and then another series. And it was just an escalation of poor eating, horrible disempowering thoughts, playing the comparison game, not like getting out of gratitude, not exercising properly, not taking care of my body, my mind, my soul, my spirit. And then I started to disconnect. I disconnected from the community that I'm part of. I started to disconnect from, you know, from the rest of the world. I stopped posting. I stopped living in my highest values, which is education, inspiration and travel. Um, and I just secluded myself from that. And no wonder I'm going to feel like I'm in a funk when I'm not doing the things that light me up. But then what I tried to do was jam pack in all the things I love to do. I tried the rollerblading and the meditation and the exercise and, you know, hanging around the family and all that kind of thing, but it didn't work. And I'm going to talk a little bit about the science about why that didn't work. Um, but then yesterday I just had the decision. I was like, at the start of the week, I was like, you know what? The eating has to start to get back on track. You know, I've got to cut out the drinking. I've got to cut out the bad food, get back to plant-based, get back to the juicing. So I started with diet. I started with nutrition. And then I was like, the late nights have to go. Okay. Get back into routine. I'm one of those people that needs eight hours a night. Um, I need to feel, you know, energized when I wake up in the morning, not groggy. And, um, and then I started with the, with the better eating, the different thoughts and, um, started to get back into that inspired state by doing the things that set my soul on fire. And, um, that's a little bit about quickly about how I came out of it. But I know Joel, you also recently had, um, a time where you felt, you know, you were going through all the disempowering thoughts as well. And you found yourself in a bit of fun. So share with the listeners, like, what did you use to get out of that? And, and why do you feel like you were in that funk in the first place? I call mine the mum funk, you know, trying to do a million things at once. And it just, yeah, got, it spiraled out of control. Oh, well, I, I'm, I don't know, like, I don't know why I decide to uh, get into a funk. And it is a decision, really. Uh, for most people in the Western society, it is just a decision. Uh, it's usually your brain has just outsmarted your, outsmarted you and is dragging you back to your comfort zone. So, like, it's like, you, it's just another form of self-sabotage. You know, you, you know, we, one of the notes I've taken here is like, Christine, you're so successful and I'm like, I'm so successful. And, you know, are we done yet? No. But, you know, people would look at us and go, what have you got to whinge about? Well, you know, how can we be in a funk? Well, it's just where we're, we're running to a new level. Like we've got a successful coaching business. The podcast is going well. We're doing well in other areas of our life. You know, like that's not safe. That's not safe. Like your brain, that's uncertainty. Like for us to be successful, we've got to do things that we're uncertain with. So yeah, if you, if you don't keep your eye on the ball, your brain's going to find ways to trick you into make into feeling bad. And it's going to, 
it's going to widen you. So like, I love what you said. Uh, one of the things that uh, actually Erin Ashley taught me is when you're in a funk, like check your eating. There's four, four main pillars. Like, are you moving your body? Are you eating correctly? Are you sleeping correctly? You know, and in the eating part, are you drinking water? Water is one of the, like, is the lifeblood of everything. And if you aren't getting enough water, of course, you're going to be depressed. So, like, you want to get out of depression, uh, you know, or out of your funk, start by seeing how much water you're drinking. And um, are you looking after your spirit? Are you like, are you, you know, and like the thing that I see a lot of people do is like, oh, I'm in a funk. I need to do more. I challenge you to do less because all that crap is going to be there when you come back. So just, just do less. And that was a big one for me. And, you know, like don't force it. Don't try to force yourself to be happy. Take a step back and actually go, oh, what is the universe trying to tell me? What have I got to let go of? What are, what's something I need to learn? What's a new strategy I need to implement? Because if you're feeling heavy, well, that's, that's the opposite to enlightenment because enlightenment is to be light. So if you're feeling light, <laughs> that's the opposite. Like a funk is just the universe telling you that something needs to change. It's just, it's just that. So how, how, how did I do my major recent, like not that recent now, but it's worrying about things that I'm not in control of. I can't control. For example, if I laid in bed all night and all day worrying about, how Christine is going to show up to the podcast. I, I can't control that. <laughs> I can influence it. I can't control it. And I, we say that like tongue in cheek. Like if you, you can't control what your boss is going to do, you can't control what your kids are going to do. You can't control Like you can influence, you can, can, you can't control it. So one, the major one I had was when I was doing business deals and I was worrying about every single piece of this business deal. I could only influence. I can't control what the solicitors are going to do. I can't control what the other business owner is going to do. The buyer is going to do. The seller is going to do. I can't control all that. I can influence it. But as long as, and all you got to do is drop that shit. Lay down on the pillow at night, knowing that you've done your best to make the outcome amazing for everyone and yourself and your family. And after that, it's not up to you. Let it go. So that's, that's, I know that's a bit of a rant. There's some bombs in there. <laughs> there was bombs in there, buddy. I love it. I love it. And I, I want our listeners to really get this, that if you are in a funk, you're, you're not crazy, okay? You are definitely not crazy and you are not alone. But there are certain things that you can do um, that are in your control. You know, we can't control everything, but we can control some things like, you know, like Joel said, the water, the diet, um, you know, where you're spending, like your energy output who you're hanging around, like toxic people are are definitely going to hold you at a lower standard and have you playing smaller. So, you know, who you associate yourself with as well. But, um, you know, Vanessa Van Edwards came up with this um, amazing, um, I don't know if if it's a blog or something, but it's the science of people. She's a scientist. She loves studying, um, you know, what makes people behave in certain ways. And she came up with this amazing document, which is around the science behind moods. And I just want to share a little bit with our, with our listeners because um, one of the chemicals in our body is called serotonin. You've probably heard of it before. And I'm going to talk through a couple of these chemicals. And it could be that you have an imbalance in some of these areas through either diet, fatigue, burnout, you know, so many uh, um, like 
um, medication, alcohol, you know, all these things can help throw out these um, chemicals that we naturally, naturally produce in our body. And if we're not getting enough of these chemicals either, um, that's when we will be in a funk. Okay. So I'm going to talk about serotonin for a while, um, which is basically, it's like um, being around a toxic person or feeling really overwhelmed with our schedule or work projects. So serotonin, it's a hormone and a neurotransmitter. And it helps us feel balanced and contributes to our overall well-being and our state of calm, okay? So we need it. We actually we need it. And we've got over like 40 million brain cells, right? But most are influenced either directly or indirectly by serotonin. So, of course, if, you're, if your mood is out of whack, if you're, um, you know, you're in that funk, I would start with serotonin. Where are your serotonin levels at? And I'm going to talk to you about things like, you know, if it's... Things like sexual desire, appetite, sleep, memory, um, learning, social behavior. When serotonin is out of whack, those areas are going to be out of whack. Okay, there's going to be an imbalance, but that can also lead to depression as well. Okay, so to get a serotonin boost, one of the best ways is to start um, positive uh, reminiscing, which is what I found myself I got out of. I stopped celebrating things, I stopped looking at how far I had come. I wasn't celebrating, like Joel's got a saying, celebrate everything, get approximately right. I wasn't. I was just so focused on that next goal, that next target, that I wasn't taking time out to celebrate and to reminisce about how far I'd actually come over, you know, the last few years. So just by reflecting and, and getting back into a place of gratitude for the lessons um, is a great way to boost those serotonin um, levels. So looking back through, you know, photo albums as well, like reconnecting with memories, like good, feel-good hormones and, um, you know, experiences that bring positivity um, to your world is a great way as well. So um, I don't know, Joel, like, like serotonin is, it's just so crucial to our mood and our outlook on life. Um, what are your thoughts around that? I know, I know that's um, getting very sciencey on this podcast today, but I think it's necessary because people need to know that, that you don't need fixing. Like there's nothing wrong with you. This is just part of the journey and it is the universe balancing you out. But if you know that you're feeling any of this, then you know that there's ways to be able to get yourself out of it chemically, if that makes sense, naturally. Yeah. Yeah, and chemically from inside your your, your body, you know. Um, I was it's funny you mentioned this. Um, you know, there's this is coming from the Andy Priscilla podcast yesterday. Actually, I was listening to it. It's a recent one, and he actually like he is clinically uh, depressed, which like which actually means he's actually got depression. <laughs> he's had it his whole life, and it's not you know, he's not going to be able to sit on a rock to get out of it. He, he manages it. And he's a very, and so he's a, he's a huge advocate of people not going to get on, on drugs. He's a huge advocate of like, guys, it's society makes it so easy for you to go to the doctors and just get, get labeled. So what he said is like, there are steps to take before. And this is coming from his uh, podcast buddy Vaughn, whose wife, is a doctor, so this is coming from a doctor, and I'm just paraphrasing it, but 
there's steps to take before you go down that road, you know, eat the right food. And this is not new. If you've been listening to us for a while on our podcast, you're going to hear the same, the same sort of stuff because, you know, one repetition is the mother of all skill. And two, it's not that difficult. It's the same. It's, it, there's one formula to get this success, right? So what are you eating? You know, are you drinking enough water? What are you thinking? What are you uh, exposing your mind to? What are you, uh, you know, like I said, what, what, what is the energy of the people, you know, that you're hanging around? And, you know, I was speaking before, like you're, you're absolutely right. People aren't broken. If you're listening to this and you're in a funk, that doesn't mean you have depression. doesn't mean that you're broken. doesn't mean that all is lost. It just means that there's a call to action that something needs to change. That's it. You know, and, and sure, take these steps first. And if you're still feeling it, get help. Hey, get help straight away. Listening to this podcast is a form of help. Take the steps first. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, like serotonin, massively important. You know, there's so much science around this, Christine, so much science around it. And, you know, what I love about, and this, I don't even know how I'm linking this, but I had a conversation um, Actually, it was with, with Kurigashi yesterday and he was talking about, you know how you had the cooked rice? Yes. And, and you know, you, you, you got, you say, you only, do you know that works if you strap a negative word to it? Not just say negative things to it, but so like, so to, to really let the listeners know what I'm talking about, you get two identical glass jars of rice. This works with, um, you, got, you cook the rice, don't you, Christine? Yeah. yeah. You cook the rice. Or you can do this with plants or anything like that. This has been done in, like, this is, this is actually legitimate science. I don't, you know, and it's just a proof that, you know, the unseen, which is energy, has a massive impact of, like, on the energy around you. So if you're around low vibration people, uh, you know, this is a business podcast, but it's also a holistic success one. If you're around low vibe people, they affect your energy. You, you know, you, you're the average of the five people that you hang around. Hello, if you're hanging around with losers, chances are you're going to pick up on that energy and you're going to get become a loser. You know, it's very, like there's strategy behind uh, Christine and I working together in a business, you know, uh, and our clients, we're very picky with our clients and we're, you know, like it's, there's strategy behind it. So change your energy. It'll, it'll affect the serotonin in your body. It will. You know, am I, like, take you from here. Like, am I making sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think you finished the rice experiment story. So you, yeah, yeah, you take two, two jars of identical rice, cooked rice, you put them in two different jars. One has a positive word on it. Um, one has a negative word on it. And what we did in our household was we spoke really beautifully and, and kindly to the, the positive jar. And then we spoke really negatively um, and horrible to the, the negative jar. And that rice went black. It was horrible. It went black. It went moldy. It went, oh, gray. It was disgusting. And the other jar, it went, it stayed white. It was beautiful and white. There wasn't any mold or anything on it. So like it, all this is chemical guys. This is all chemical, chemical reactions. Now, if that's what can happen when you talk to rice, what's happening when you talk to your kids in a negative way? What's happening when you're criticizing your kids, you're judging them for not being perfect or for you trying to control them. And what's happening to your cellular makeup when you're talking negatively to yourself? 
Okay, so this is where self-love is so, so important. And it's all science, guys, okay? So the next one I want to talk about um, is dopamine. And dopamine is the, like, the feel-good hormone. It's all about pleasure, okay? But here's what happens. Like, after a long day at work, um, a lot of people feel really drained. They feel bored. They feel uninspired, uh, under-stimulated, um, and they just feel blah. So the blah is a lack of dopamine. And this is definitely where I was in my funk. I had a lack of dopamine. And it's, it's also a neurotransmitter and it's released when we feel pleasure, when we get a reward. And it's, it's, that, um, it's that chemical that makes, it, makes us feel like that every day is our birthday. Like we're just in that feel good mood all the time, which is usually where Joel and I operate on a daily basis. Okay. Um, but what's more important is that it, it helps us regulate our emotional responses. When we're in a bad mood, it's so like we have trouble com controlling our emotions and our reactions. So this is why dopamine, it's really important that your dopamine levels, um, you know, are, are balanced. And a way to do that is um, by creating a bucket list. Simply as simple as that, create a bucket list and start thinking about all the beautiful, amazing things that you would love to do with your life that would bring you pleasure, that would bring you joy. Now, you know, we do this with our clients, Joel, we get them to write down 100 goals. You know, there's 25 different um, goals and they write four for each one. And it might be things like, you know, four different countries you would love to visit, or it might be um, four concerts, concerts you would love to go and see. Or it might be um, four health goals you would love to achieve or four financial goals you would love to achieve. So we get people to start creating this bucket list. Now, here's the cool thing about it. After five years, research shows that you have ticked off 75 out of 100 of those lifetime goals. Just in five short years, just by simply writing them down and thinking about what it is you actually would love to do in life. And that's, that's what's going to help balance out your dopamine because you're looking forward to things. You're, you're working towards something. Now, if I don't have something I'm working towards, of course, I'm going to feel like I'm in a funk. I'm going to feel bored. I'm going to feel blah, you know? So we want to give you guys, we want to empower you guys with these simple strategies that, we talk, that we're talking about today so that you have more of the feel-good hormones and less of the negative disempowering ones. Okay, we want you to feel good majority of the time. Now, some of you have been in a funk for a few months, a few weeks. Some of you have been in a funk for a few years. And we're giving you permission today that you've got what it takes to get out of it. The world needs you to get out of it. Because when you're vibrating lower, especially if you're a mum, because let's face it, mums are the glue of the household. We're the CEOs and we're the glue. And when mum is eating bad, when mum's in a funk, when mum's vibrating low, Everyone in the household picks up on that energy and you'll find that you'll have more fights, more resistance, more conflict, um, you know, coming back at you. So if you're a mum and you're listening to this podcast, you, it's in your power to really step up and really lift your game, lift your standards, lift your vibration, step into your power so that it empowers the rest of the household. When mum's not eating well, it's likely no one in the household is eating well. When mum's not exercising, it's likely that no one's exercising. When mum's watching too much TV and Netflix, it's likely that the rest of the household is on devices. Okay, so we have to give ourselves permission to go, you know what? I need to be the example. I can get myself out of this. 
yep, I feel like from this podcast, my serotonin is probably out of whack. My dopamine's out of whack. Well, here are some strategies, guys, that are simple that are going to help you come out of that. Don't shy away from people that uplift you. Don't shy away from people that are positive and supportive. That is the worst thing that you can do. You need to lean in and let the world know. If you're in a funk, let the world know you're in a funk. Don't just show us your highlight reels on social media all the time. Let, that's how people are going to, like one of your greatest strengths is your vulnerability. So when you're in these funks, when you're, um, when you're feeling like that, share that because it, gives, it, it helps other people that are feeling lost and alone and crazy as if they're like, it, gives, it shows that they're not the only ones going through it. Joel, what have you got to add in there? I love dopamine. That's awesome. Look, uh, get off autopilot. Stop, stop letting your, your mind run the show. Your mind is a tool for you to get what you want. So these, these, if you're feeling in a funk and you've listened to these podcasts and you don't take the actions to at least like find a way of what this, how it works for you, like strategies that work for you, you are actually making a decision to be in the funk. You're actually choosing to be in there. So like, absolutely celebrate anything you do approximately right. Your, your mind is that, that like, look, ask what's great about this. What's great about my funk. Oh, wow. Well, I'm going to grow. I'm going to get new skills and tools to get out of funks. Maybe I can teach someone else that and they will be out of a funk and then I'll help my family. Like look for what's great about it and keep asking until you get the answer. You know, this is about growth people. This is growth. And I'm so sick and tired of the bloody internet and all the gurus selling you that happy and easy are the same thing. It's not. Happiness is found in the overcoming of challenges and it's in the growth. The universe's highest directive for everything and everything on the, anywhere in the universe is to grow, to be its highest true self. Otherwise, why the hell would an oak tree exist? It would stop growing when it's a seedling because it's easier to do that. You know, people are just sold this crap that that one time you were drinking the beer on the beach, like, like we, not at work and not doing anything and it was just like you won a trip or something. That's happiness. It's, that is not happiness. That is failure. <laughs> if you think that's happiness, that's, you're, you're already screwed. No wonder the world's not happy, you know. There's so many depressed multimillionaires out there. You know, they've, they've rocked the science of achievement. They're failing the art of fulfillment. You know, if you don't love the journey, you're going to hate the goal when you get it. Seriously, you've got to like flip that narrative and find what's great about this. You know, if you put a, a like Christine and I put an event on recently, if like we're doing another one, it doesn't matter. Like we would love hundreds of people to turn up eventually, but you know, if no one turned up, we were still going to put it on. The dash hand would have been the most personally developed dog on the planet. We, we, you know, we would have been so fat. Well, not fat, full, because we had vegan food uh, to eat all that food. You know, it, we, we, saw, we saw the win and everything. You know what I mean? We saw, and we asked, how can we make this better? Not what was wrong with it. If you ask what's wrong with something, you're going to find the answer and then it's just going to grow. And that's just the, that's, sending you to a funk so you know um it's growth search for growth uh, like let, let's just skip everything if you're in a funk it means you need to grow get off your ass and grow and stop making excuses so yeah get off autopilot and yeah 
There you go. I love that. I love that, mate. And so many people are on autopilot. They're doing the same things and expecting a different result from doing the same thing, which is, isn't that the, the um, definition of insanity? Absolutely. <laughs> expecting a different result, right? So you, you're totally right. You're totally right. You've got to start um, growing, but stop, stop focusing on what's not working or your lack of and start celebrating the little things um, that are getting you closer to whatever it is you want to achieve or just even a little win could be making the bed in the morning. Like that's a win guys, you know, um, the next, um, uh, hormone I want to talk about is oxytocin. And this is the one, this is like the feeling of love. This is how we feel love and connection to people. And this is really interesting. I, I want to share a little bit from this document, but, um, it's called, it's nicknamed the cuddle hormone and it's really crucial in a baby's first few years uh, on the planet, right? Like they need to feel that love, that connection from the mother and the father. Um, you know, it, it's, it plays a major role in childbirth and, and raising kids. So, um, but it also has an incredible effect on our behavioral tendencies as well. So oxytocin is crucial to understanding our moods because it's primarily produced and affected by the people around us. I'm going to repeat that again, because most of you have probably don't realize that that's how you get oxytocin. It's primarily produced and affected by the people around us. Hanging out with toxic people, of course, you're going to feel toxic yourself, okay? It's going to affect your mood. It's going to affect your oxytocin levels, okay? So um, it, it's saying here that single people have, um, have lower oxytocin levels than people that have come from a relationship. Yeah, because the single people, and have a think about this, have a think about the elderly people that are living on their own, that are not getting the connection, that are not feeling the love, they're isolated, they're alone, they're not getting hugs, um, their oxytocin levels would be very low. And this is why it's so important. Like when I meet someone for the first time, I always say, oh, I'm a hugger. I don't go for the handshake. I tell them I'm a hugger. Is that okay? Some people have boundaries. Some people have said, no, it's not okay. I'm not a hugger. <laughs> But I like to hug people because that's the oxytocin, yeah? Some people go weeks or months without having anybody give them a hug. So they go weeks or months without feeling that love or connection. So I'm, I'm going to challenge our uh, listeners, Joel, today to become a hugger. Like let people know that you're a hugger um, and you want to hug heart to heart as well. So I usually go in for the hug like that, but you want to hug to the person's left and your left so that your heart's touch and connect okay this is all science guys this is the this is how you boost the oxytocin but i'm going to give you some um a strategy around actually how to tap into it and that is by leaning in on your support system who is that one person that will raise your oxytocin that will help boost it who's that one person that doesn't matter you know when when you ring them or connect with them they're going to make you laugh they're going to be a great listener um, they're going to, you know, support you, uplift you. You know, it might be a child. It might be um, a parent. It might be a, that crazy friend. Who can you ring or lean in on that is going to help you lift and boost that oxytocin level? We all have that one friend or that one person in our life that doesn't matter when we ring them, they are always in that really good mood. I don't know, Joel, do you have a friend like that? Like, it's just like, uh, that's the person I'm going to go to because they're going to be able to help pull me out of this funk. 
yeah, it's it's usually you or my coaches <laughs> or you know, it's it's the truth. Like I like that's yeah, yeah. You definitely got to have that person for sure. Um, yeah, like what I also have heard in the statistics as well is that um, if you hug someone for over thirty seconds, it he, it actually raises the uh, the uh, healing in your body it actually starts to heal the body yeah so um yeah like if you've got kids hug them for like don't don't shy away from hugging them and uh, and actually what you said about that uh also the the hugging heart to heart that's a huge one in like i learned from over in la with tony robbins actually they they made us hug that way particularly as a man hugging a woman that way because the woman is, if she hugs the other way, she's closed and protecting herself. And you want to, you want lots of open people at those events. You want lots of open, happy people feeling like they're safe. And if you, if women hug that way, they feel safe. Like that's just a strategy I've heard. I don't know if there's science behind that one, but um, when we did it, people were like, wow, I can really feel the difference. I don't know why that was different. I'm actually saying like, wow, that was different. And you're a good hugger. I'm like, I'm just doing it this way the way I was told. It's nothing about that, but yeah. So yeah, and like I, I really want to bring up to like just one following about the kids. Like anyone that knows me that's listened to this for a period of time knows that like I want to bring up conscious young men and uh, and kids and te- and Christine's got a big why around bringing up you know great mums that can bring up great men. So be mindful of how you speak to your kids when you talk down to your kids because they won't stop loving you. They'll stop loving themselves. So you just got to be really mindful of that. And you don't want that energy going towards your kids, you know, like I've, um, particularly when I'm really busy, like I'm really building some stuff at the moment. And when my uh, six-year-old comes in to tell me something, I actually do stop. And like my initial trigger is like, can you just leave me alone? I'm just doing this right now, you know, but like I let him come in and I let him like, just tell me like whatever he's going to tell me. Like it might just be like, Hey, I've built this amazing piece of Lego. I look at my drawing that in that moment in time is the most important thing to that little kid's life. Just cause it's not important to you. It's a small thing to you. That's a huge thing for him. And one day if I, if you or I keep shutting that down, what happens when he's 16 and he's in a funk and he's been trained to think that what's important to him isn't important. He shouldn't talk to anyone. What's going to happen then? So listen to these kids, you know, feed them good energy, hug them, heal them, make it awesome for them and then do it to yourself. <laughs> Fill yourself up with that energy so you can pass it on to them. Yeah. Christine, like, oh, I love that. Cooking. <laughs> yeah, you talk in my language. You know, I love the whole parenting thing and, um, yeah, just loving on these kids. And you know what, guys? Like, I don't get it wrong. I can be a hothead and go off my off my tree um, every now and then. Like, we just get our bu- buttons pushed. But my kids know that they're loved. You know, they, you know, even when I'm frustrated with them, I always make sure that they know that I still love them. Even though mummy's frustrated and annoyed, I'm, I still love you. And I think that's so important, you know. And... 
Um, oh, there's been so many microphone drops in this podcast today. I hope our listeners are enjoying this. I love this one. Um, and I, we're going to finish on uh, one of my favorite um, feel-good hormones, and that's endorphins. And a lot of people, um, you know, think of endorphins as that feeling of excitement. And I have endorphins usually pumping through my veins every day, all day, Joel. Like I, I freaking love it. Like if I go for a run, yep, I experience those feel-good hormones. And often my partner, Tom, he can tell when I haven't been for a run. He'll go, okay, you need to go out for a run. You're turning into a cranky bitch, basically. Um, but the endorphins are released by our body naturally in response to pain or stress. And they're crucial to, to quelling anxiety. So we've, we've spoken about this um, before, Joel, the importance of exercise in boosting people's mood and getting them out of depressive or anxious states. and I've got to drill it into you again, guys. I'm sorry, but exercise is crucial to, to boosting your mood and to leveling out a lot of the hormones that we spoke about today as well. So um, I'm just going to share something from this article. Um, most importantly, like when we have high endorphin levels, we suffer fewer negative effects from stress. So we're able to handle stress a lot better. We have fewer negative thoughts, fewer negative emotions. Like how cool is that? Now, if anyone else is a runner out there, you'll understand what we mean by the runner's high. That's the endorphins that we feel when, you know, and I often joke about this, like I don't, sometimes I don't want to go for a run, but when I'm out there, I've never regretted it. I feel so flipping good that, um, and I, you know, I always say no one really likes running. It's, it's just that they want that runner's high, that natural um, euphoria, I guess, that we experience after that run. So whether you, you, you like running, you don't like running, it doesn't have to be running. You can get these endorphins through dance. You can get it through walking out in nature. You can get it also, for our chocolate lovers out there, through chocolate or chili. Um, but <laughs> Joel's going, no, don't tell them that. Um, but in moderation, guys, okay, <laughs> in moderation. Um, but the tip here is to just move. You know, if you want to increase your feel-good hormones, if you want to keep depression, anxiety at bay, exercise is one of the best ways to do that. And you have to find something that brings you joy. Like I love rollerblading. I love jumping on the scooters with the kids. I love riding, uh, walking, like fresh air, nature, going for a jog, whatever it is for you, you know, um, you can hit the gym as well. Maybe that's how you get your endorphins. But just, you know, just on closing, I suppose, after mentioning those four things is, you can never prevent bad moods, okay? And they're not a bad thing, okay? But what you don't want to do is sit there in them, okay? And stay stuck, okay? Because <laughs> that's the worst thing you can do because then you're going to create a habit. And as Joel said at the beginning, it's a choice to be in a funk, okay? And I know that um, this week I've gone, you know what? I don't, I don't choose to feel like this anymore, I'm going to start changing my thoughts. I'm going to start changing my diet. I'm going to start changing my exercise. I'm going to start changing my habits. But if you want to reduce the stress in your life, if you want to feel good more of the time, then you, we're going to like look through some old pictures, reminisce, look at the journey, how far you've come. Go back and you know, re uh, reminisce about all the little wins you've had. Go and create your bucket list. Go and create a list of things that you would love to do with your life. Go and call that friend that lifts you up, you know, and then get moving to your favorite tunes. That's it. Four simple steps, guys. It's not rocket science. Well, it is a bit of science. It's not rocket science, though. This is 
simple strategies to help you perform at your peak, for you to live a better quality of life, for you to not only raise your vibration, but raise the vibration of those around you by being the example, by stepping into your power, your greatness, by making sure these chemicals that our body produces naturally are in balance. And we've just given you four amazing tips, or more than that, we've given you a ton of tips today on how to raise those um, those feel-good hormones. So Joel, what have you got to close, buddy? Look, it just, it's great because like, like we've made a podcast that's you know, 40, 50, 60 minutes long, and it really comes back to those first four things that you said in the open and what we, we led to, like eating, drinking water, like sleep, you know, moving your body, spirit, you know, you know, look there. And when you're in a funk, obey, like there's laws of the universe. I go on them about them a lot. You know, these can't be broken in the physical form, you know. With, you know so the law of displacement, states that two things can't occupy the same space at the same time. So if you are feeling negative, then start thinking positive. It can't, you can't physically be negative if you're being positive. It's like, it, you can't do it. If yeah, just decide like gratitude will replace the funk because the funk can't occupy the same space. So like, be grateful for the fact that you're in a funk because it's the universe having your back telling you that you need to grow, that something needs to change. And I'm going to drop the mic heavily on this one because my coach, uh, currently we're nearing the end of our uh, coaching program and he's testing how good he was as a coach. He's thrown something massive at me and I don't know, like it's all deliberate, but it's so huge for me that it threw me, it threw me straight into the funk, threw me straight into the anxiety, threw me into the everything, like it gave me anger, it gave me all these things. And I'm a guy who's really spent a lot of time and money on his mind that can handle this thing, these things. And it took all my strength to find the empowering way to handle all this, right? And you know, the one tip he gave me that solves all of this stuff. He said, Joel, examine your thoughts. That's it. If you are in a funk, examine your thoughts. If you're going for a goal and it's too big and it's too massive, it's examine your thoughts. If you're feeling whatever, the secret to success is to examine your thoughts. That's it. I don't know. I can just... Drop the pen because that's the mic, huh? That's it. You've done it. You've closed on a high. Sensational. Well, well, thanks for tuning in. Congratulations. Share this out. Find us on – we've got an Instagram page now. We, we've leveled up. Yeah? We have. What's the handle? It's the, the Boss Talks show. The I'm Boss Talks prepared. podcast. There you go. I don't even know my own, my own Instagram podcast. Um, you've let the cat out of the bag too early, but I'll, I'll get in there quickly and update it. <laughs> I've got tons of you. Hey, just go over there, share, share it. Like people are screaming for our page. Like go find us, find us on, uh, on social, say hello to us. And yeah, if you've got a topic that you'd like us to, to cover, that's going to help your team, your business, your family, hit us up. Have a most outstanding day. See you guys. Damn. Uh. Yeah.